in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of his word. Now may we all be seated. We want to say welcome to Hollywood, where we are not like family, but we are family. This is a day that we call our family reunion, a time when God's people come together collectively to worship God in spirit and in truth. Any other way would be sinful and contrary to the will and the word of God. This is a day that we come to encourage each other because we live in a world of discouragements. Each and every day we get out and we get up and we have to struggle against life and the world and things. And we are encouraging our members who are still online to return back to the in-person worship. And we understand that there are some who are sick and cannot come. And those would be considered providentially hindered. And then there are those who might be living in fear. But I want to say that the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear. And uh, there are others who perhaps who just don't want to come. Amen, somebody. And, of course, they will have to answer to the Lord. But it's good to see you who are here in person and those who are out of town and out of state and who are watching us by way of Facebook and YouTube and Spotify and every other thing that we have. Uh, sometime today, we uh, welcome you to, to our worship. I would ask that you would be finding Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, and there are those, uh, a number of members who are out of town this morning, and I'm glad Brother Ryan took care of them in his prayer, uh, that the Lord would be with them, uh, that they may travel safely back home on their return. Genesis 1, Genesis 1, beholding Genesis chapter 1, and I just want you to just wait there in Genesis chapter number one. And uh, um, before we put our subject on the screens this morning, uh, all of us have family and friends and co-workers that we dearly love, right? And uh, there are a number of people who are our family and friends and co-workers and neighbors, and, and they are not members of the Lord's church. And uh, they are in your family and they are in my family. And I want to do this lesson today, and, uh, and I hope that you would take it and share it with your family, friends, and co-workers uh, on, on today. And one of the things uh, that keep us from sharing the gospel with our family and friends and our co-workers is fear. 
I say this fear. And sometimes we don't share the gospel with our family, friends, and neighbors because we say we don't want to offend anybody. The word of God is offensive. I said the word of God is offensive. It will offend even you and me. You cannot live in fear and hold back the truth because you fear of offending your loved ones. I would rather offend my loved ones than not tell them the truth and have it on my mind for eternity that I did not share the gospel when I could have. I want to talk to you this morning, if you don't mind, put our screen on the screen this morning. Is your religion based on a lie? Is your religion based on a lie? Uh, those of you, you know that I am a country boy. I'm from the rural areas of Ville Platte. And uh, one of the things that I had the privilege of is being on a farm. And I had two of my relatives who had cattle and fields and hogs and et cetera. They had all of those things. And one of the things I can remember by waking up early in the morning while they got up and went to work is they would get on the tractors. And uh, they would get on the tractors and sometime they would cultivate the ground. They would till the ground. And I don't know if any one of you ever tilled the ground or cultivate, maybe Brother Young and maybe Brother Dyer uh, and, and somebody else perhaps, uh, maybe Sister Perry uh, drove the tractor, but, uh, but cultivate. That's when you're going to break up the ground. You see tractors with big blades in the back of them. And they would chop the ground up. They would find the dirt up. And then they would come back and then they would make rows in those long fields. And then they would take seed, right? Whether it was a farmer or whether it was a, uh, a, a planter or a gardener or in the Bible a sower. They would take seed and they would place those seed in the middle of the rows. And then, of course, they had the irrigation system. They, they, had, they had long tubes where water would come out where they would, where they would water uh, the field. And then the sunlight, of course. I want you to know today that in Genesis chapter number one, I find two very important scriptures. Now, all of them are important, but verses number 11 and verse 12 in particular. Go there if you don't mind. Watch the reading on this morning as we deal with the subject that is titled, Is Your Religion, Is Your Faith, Is Your Current Church Based on a Lie? The Bible says, and God says, Let's, let's get that straight this morning. And God said, what did God say, Brother Viltz? Let the earth bring forth what? Grass. The herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his what? After his kind. Now, you have three kinds of vegetation. You have grass, you have plant, and you have trees. The Bible says here uh, that Yielding fruit after his what? Kind. 
whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was what? So. Watch verse 12. The Bible says, and the earth brought forth grass, or the earth burst in grass, or in vegetation, and herbs yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding what? Fruit, whose seed was in itself, after his what? Kind. Now, when you see that phrase, after his kind, it means limited to consistent with. I said limited to and consistent with. Now watch the last part. And he says, and God saw that it was what? It was good or it was pleasing or usable. Now, I want you to see this again. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, limited to, consisted with. Don't forget that. Limited to and consisted with. And God saw that it was good. This was good. This was pleasing to the eyes of the Lord. Now then, let's go to the first slide right quickly. Watch this here. Watch the first slide. You have a seed, you have a tree, and you have fruits. You first of all need a what? A seed. And then you'll have a tree. And then it'll give what? Fruits. When God says, let there be light, light appeared. But when God says, let there be vegetation, it came from the ground. It literally began to grow from the ground. They did not just appear, they burst from the earth. The grass came, the plants came, the trees came. But inside the plants and the trees were what? Seed. And when those seed fell to the ground, those seed produced after its own what? Kind. You have a seed. When you put a seed in the ground, it'll bring forth a tree. And the tree will bring forth fruits. In other words, if you have an apple seed, it will bring forth, when you put it in the ground, an apple what? Tree. That will produce what? Apples. If you had a lemon seed, and you take that lemon seed, and you put that lemon seed in the ground, it will produce a what? A tree. And give forth to what? Lemons. If you have an orange seed, and you put that orange seed in the ground, it will bring away a tree, orange tree. And it will bring forth what? Oranges, I want you to know that a lemon tree cannot produce oranges. I wish I had somebody with me this morning. A lemon tree cannot produce oranges. Why? Because it gives way to its own what? Kind. That is a law that God put in place. A orange tree will never bring forth 
apples. Why? Because it must bring forth after its own kind. It is limited to the seed. It must be consistent with the seed. It cannot bring anything other than what it is itself. Now, there's such a thing as hybrid plants or hybrid fruits. A nectar, a nectar plum. Huh? I want you to understand something. That when God made the earth, there were no hybrid plants. There were no hybrid fruits. Right? Everything produced after its own kind. Now, the only way you can get a hybrid, somebody, somebody, somebody has to tamper with the seed. You have to take two or more seeds and bring them together. Therefore, you will have a hybrid fruit. But if you do it the way they did it in the beginning, there's no way you can bring forward a hybrid. Y'all still on the line with me? Stay with me now. It must produce after its own kind. Get for me Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse number 11. Luke chapter 8, verse number 11. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 11. Watch what the Bible says here. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. In the beginning of time, that was a physical seed that gave way to a physical tree that brought forth physical fruits. Now in Luke chapter 8, God is saying there is a spiritual seed. That is what? The word of God or the message of God or the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Now watch what will happen here. Now the seed is the what? The word of God. Let's not make no mistake about that. The seed is the what? The word of God. You can always go back and tell people, let's go back. To the what? To the seed. Let's go back to the seed. Because the seed will always produce what? After its own kind. It is limited to that seed. It must be consistent with that seed. Anything else, it did not come from the seed. If you take the seed, the word of God, the message of Christ, the gospel, whatever you want to call it that is consistent with the word of God. If you take that seed, that seed, give me the second slide. That seed will produce, watch this here. The word is the seed. It will produce the church that gives way to Christians. Let me say that again. It will, the seed. When you plant it in the hearts of man or the soil of man, the heart is where the soil is. The heart is where the soil is. You have to take a seed and put seed in what? In soil. Our heart is the soil. 
They are good ground. They are stony ground, right? I want you to know that when you plant the seed, the Word of God, in the human heart, sometimes, not all the time, it produces the what? The church. That produces who? Christians. The seed in Genesis brought forth a tree that brought forth fruits. The spiritual seed brings forth the church that brings way for Christians. I want you to know that when you go to Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18, you know that scripture already if you've been in the church for a while. Upon this rock, I will what? Build my what? My church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against what? It. Jesus promised to build his church. Acts chapter 2, verse number 47. Watch this here. Praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church such as should be what? Saved. I want you to know that when you plant the seed like they did in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, it could only give way to the church. And in the church, you have only Christians. The seed bring forth the church that brings forth Christians. You cannot have anything else other than just a Christian. People say, what faith are you? What religion are you? Well, we say we are Christians. They say, well, I know you're a Christian. We all are Christians. But, but, but what, what church do you go to? You know, what, what church do you go to? Well, uh, uh, I'm a Christian. Hello, somebody. I, I'm a Christian. The reason why people do that is because they are hybrid churches. I wish I had a church up in here this morning. They are hybrid churches. How can you get anything else than just a Christian? I'll tell you why or how. Somebody, let me talk to this side here. Somebody has to tamper with the seed. And when you tamper with the seed, you'll get something other than just a Christian. You'll get something than just a Christian. Well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you these three here. I'll just give you these three here. There's a number of them. Let's go with Let's go with the Baptists. And I'm going to give you these three because they are probably the largest in our southern Louisiana region. Baptists. Baptists. They say, well, I'm a Baptist Christian. I wish I had a church with me this morning. I'm a Baptist Christian. I want you to understand Jesus did not promise to build nothing but the church, the church is a body of believers. The church is a body of people who have been baptized for the remission of our sins. And we make up what is called the body of Christ or the church of Christ or the kingdom of his dear son. 
but it's called the church, the ecclesia, the called out and called into the light. I want you to know that they say, well, I know you're a Christian. I'm a Christian too. I'm a Baptist Christian. What, what kind of Christian are you? Well, here's the problem with that. I don't find no Baptist in the Bible. And the reason why, and I want you to see this now, and, and those who are watching by way of social media, I want you to see this this morning. The reason why you don't have any Baptist in the Bible because it cannot come from the seed. Because the seed will produce after its own. It can't, just like the apple seed that brings forth an apple tree, that brings forth apples. An apple tree cannot give you plums. I say it cannot give you, not, not it will not, it cannot. It, it, it's impossible for an apple tree to give you lemons. It is impossible for you to find a Baptist church in the Bible. You know why you can't find it? <laughs> it cannot come from the seed. I'm not telling you they don't exist. I'm telling you they did not come from the seed. Somebody, somebody, somebody had to tamper with the seed. The Baptists. <laughs> somebody say, let him go, let him go. The Baptists, watch this here, will say, well, what about John the Baptist? John the Baptist, and they hold on to that one, that one, that one, John the Baptist. He was not a Baptist. He was a baptizer. <laughs> that was his spiritual occupation. He baptized for the remission of sins, telling people to believe on him who will come after him. The Baptist will hold on to John, the baptizer. Give me John chapter 3, right quickly. John chapter 3, verse number 25. John chapter 3 and verse number 25. Is your religion based on a lie? Is what you've been believing all your life, is it based upon a lie? John 3, verse 25. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. Verse 26. The Bible says, and they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, or teacher, he that was with thee, Jesus, beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptized and all men come to him. Verse 27, the Bible says, John answered, John answered, watch John, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Verse 28, the Bible says, ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, that I said, that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. Verse 29, the Bible says, he that had the what? The bride, that's the church. He that has the bride, that's the church, is the bridegroom. But the friend, he's the best man. Anytime you get married, your best man come before 
bridegroom. He says, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and what? Heareth him, uh, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's uh, voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. Give me the next verse. The Bible says, he must, he must increase, but I must decrease. Now, if you have two banks this morning, Hancock on one side, Chase on the other side, Hancock says we are on the increase, and Chase says we are on the decrease, where are you going to put your money? Where are you going to put your money? You're going to put it with the increase. If you can do that with your finances, why can't you do it with your soul and find salvation? He must increase. We're Baptists because of John the Baptist. John the Baptist never told anybody that he was the man. He says, I must get out of the way. This is the man, the Baptist. Uh, uh had denounced the the truth of God, should I say. And 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 those of you who know that I have a Baptist manual that I keep in my office that will show emphatically that the Baptists have openly <laughs> pronounced that they as an association no longer practices what the Bible teaches. I don't have to show you guys that because I don't need to show you that because I can show you the Bible. But I can show them what their faith said by John T. Hitchcock, what he said about the Baptist. And every Baptist association has to have what is called a Baptist manual. Hello, somebody. They have to follow the Baptist man. Have you ever heard of the Southern Baptist Association? They're the, and they're real strong over in Shreveport, up north. There are different associations that they have to follow. The Baptists. Somebody say, let them go. The Baptists call their preachers some reverend. I stopped by to tell you today, is your religion based on a lie? I have not read yet in the Bible where Paul was ever called Reverend Paul. I have not read in the Bible where John was ever called Reverend John. I have not yet read in the Bible where Timothy was called Reverend Timothy. I have not yet read in the Bible where Saul was ever called Reverend Saul. I have not yet read in the Bible where Matthew was ever called Reverend Matthew. I have not yet read in the Bible where Jesus himself was never called Reverend Jesus, the King James Version. Records reverend one time in the Bible. One time, the King James Version. Psalm 111 and verse number 9. Watch this here. Psalm 111 and verse number 9. Give it to me. Watch this here. He, that's a pronoun. Come on, somebody. You can't dispute that. He, God, sent redemption unto his God. People he had commanded his God 
covenant forever holy and reverent is but people are doing it every Sunday is the Baptist preacher is he not reading uh, the Bible for himself yes he is but I'm telling you is your religion based on a lie Catholicism Catholics Catholicism Catholics Catholicism. If you're Catholic, don't don't get mad at Brother Vils. I I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hurt you this morning, but but I was Catholic until I was 10. 10. 10. Is your religion based on a lie? Is your religion, or don't talk about my religion. Is your religion based on a lie? Don't talk about my preacher. Is your religion based on a lie? I just can't stand when you do. Is your religion based on a lie? That's what we're trying to discuss this morning. Not about how you feel. You know what people would do? You know, before you could even come to the naked truth, before they could even investigate, when you say something people don't like, they're not even trying to investigate the truth. Well, I don't care what you say. Well, I, well just check out the facts. I don't want to check out no facts. Well, what, how can we get to the bottom of something if you're not willing uh, to accept the truth or investigate the truth? Well, I just don't like what you say. Well, is your religion based on a lie? Matthew 23. Matthew 23. Give it to me right quickly. I think that's what I want. Brother Young, is that what I want? Matthew 23, verse 9. I know you know that verse. I know you can quote it backwards and forward there. Matthew 23, verse 9 is, I think that's what I want this morning. I think that's what I want. Watch this here. The Bible says, and call no man your father. I wish I had a church there. This side then went to sleep on me. I better go back to this side right over here. And call no man your father. And if you look at the context, I don't have the time to read all of it, but he's talking about in a religious sense. And check it out, isn't Matthew 23? That's the context is speaking about spirituality and, and, and the religious sense. And call no man your one. Father upon the earth. Y'all missed that. And call no man your father upon the earth. Context is speaking of religious. Religion. For one, for one is your father which is in heaven. And somebody said, well, you mean to tell me I can't call my daddy father? I just told you the context is in a religious sense. That's Matthew 23. I know he's not talking about a biological father or a domestic father because when I go to Luke chapter number 15, I can find there the father who wants his son, the prodigal son, to come back home. I know that's not domestically and biologically, but over here in a spiritual religious sense, my, listen, does the priest read the Bible? Oh, yes, he does. Does the cardinals read the Bible? Yes, they do. Haven't they read this in the Bible? Y'all not working with a preacher. Is your religion based on a lie? The Pope, the Pope, <laughs> Facebook, don't get mad at me this morning. The Pope, 
the Pope, the highest official in Catholicism. You cannot get any higher than the Pope in Catholicism. You cannot get any higher than the Pope in Catholicism, right? The Pope is nowhere in the Bible. Listen, if he is, somebody find him. Find him in here. I'm talking about Pope as it is, as, it, as we know it. Pope, find the word, and you ain't going to find it in here. I said you ain't going to find it in here. Didn't I say earlier that it is limited to, consistent with, the seed? An apple tree must bring forth apples. A lemon tree must bring forth lemons. A lemon tree cannot bring forth anything other than what? Lemons. The word, the seed, the gospel will not give way to any other church but the church that Jesus Christ died for. And they will only be called Christians. I don't know about y'all, but that excites me. It excites me for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm in that church that the seed, <laughs> come on somebody, I'm in that church. I could easily be in any other church. You can easily be in any other church this morning, but you and I are blessed to be in uh, the church that Jesus purchased with his own blood. Pope ain't in here. Don't talk about the Pope. Don't talk about the Papa. Don't talk about the granddaddy. He ain't in here. I say he ain't in here. <laughs> well, non-denominational. And then I hear Christians use that term non-denominational. Let me tell you something. We ain't non-denominational. We Christians, period. I'll never forget it. I was walking into our dormitory at Southwestern one day. I was coming back from somewhere, and I came into Auxiliary, which was the ministerial dormitory, and uh, I walked into the dorm, and, and on the TV, it was Joel Osteen. And Joel Osteen was talking about Lakewood Church, and he was referring that they were a non-denomination church. And he went on to say that, or rather he stated rather that they had all kinds of religion all kinds of denomination at Lakewood. He'll tell you that today. Lakewood got all kinds, Catholic, Baptist, Presbyterian, full gospel, Pentecostal, whatever. They, they all up in here. Let me tell you something. Non-denomination is a denomination. Jesus didn't say upon this rock I'm going to build non-denomination. Jesus says upon this rock I will build my church. And so they don't want to affiliate with just one religious group. So they say we'll consist of all of these different groups. That still don't make you right. Non-denomination is still a denomination. They just don't have one that they fall under, under that umbrella. I want you all to know this morning that Jesus built one church. I, I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. I, he built only one. And he cannot get any other church from the seed because it goes against the law of sowing and reaping. Y'all not going to help me with that. It's a law. What you sow is what you going to reap.
I said it's a law. I don't care if a sinner does it. I don't care if a saved person does it. Whatever you sow is what you are going to reap. When you sow a seed in Baker, you can get the church and it will bring forth Christians. You can sow the seed in Bogalusa and you sow the gospel and it will bring forth the church. You can sow the seed in San Francisco. And you bring the, the gospel, it'll bring forth the church. You can sow the seed in Germany. You sow the gospel, it'll bring forth the church. You can sow the seed in Zimbabwe. You sow the gospel, it'll bring forth the church. I stopped by today to tell you, I don't care where you go. You can take the seed, the word of God, and plant it in the hearts of men and women, and it will bring forth the church after baptism. And they will only be called Christians. I said they will only be called Christians. I said they will only be called Christians. The Bible does not produce a Baptist. The Bible does not produce a Methodist. The Bible does not produce a non-denominational church. The Bible does not produce a Pentecostal. The Bible does not produce full gospel. It will only produce Christians. The Bible says, Acts eleven twenty six, and they were called, and they were called, <laughs> first at Antioch, they were called Christians first at Antioch, they were called Christians first at Antioch, they were called Christians first at Antioch. Peter, but John is teaching on him now. Peter said, if any man suffer, if any man suffer as a Baptist, if any man suffer as a Catholic, if any man suffer as a non-denomination, no, 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 no. If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Agrippa, Paul before Agrippa, he said, Paul, much learning has made you mad. He said, no, most noble one. He says, no, I'm not, I'm not mad. Paul tells him, he said, I know you believe. Agrippa, Agrippa, oh, I want you to see this. Agrippa, one of the highest officials of that time, Agrippa. Agrippa says, all most. Brandy, who is a member of the Church of Christ, Brandy says, uh, almost doesn't count. Y'all don't act like y'all don't know that song right there, right there. Uh, uh, if I had it, I would sing a little something, something for you this morning, but I ain't going to do that. Ain't no use tainting the worship like that. Almost, he says to Paul, almost, I want y'all to see this. Almost, Agrippa, Agrippa, Agrippa said, y'all, I, I, I was almost there. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. <laughs> he said, you almost had me, Paul. Paul says, I know you believe. He says, I know you believe. You might not accept this thing, but I know you, you ain't no fool, Agrippa. You can see this thing. 
And some of y'all out here right now, and some of you on Facebook, social media right now, you, you're not crazy. You, 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 know, you know truth when you see it. You, you, you know truth when you hear it. Truth don't sound like nothing else. Truth don't look like nothing else. Yes, the truth hurts sometimes, but the truth will set you spiritually free. So my thing is, if you're here this morning, if you're here this morning and you ain't a member of the church, somebody say, well, you know, brothers, I've been a Baptist all my life. I've been a Baptist. I've been a Catholic all my life. I've been this all my life. My grandfather was nothing but a womanizer up until 70 years old, came out of the aisles at 70 years old and wanted to be baptized at 70 years old. There ain't nothing like the gospel. So if you here this morning and you say, Brother Vils, you know, I tell you, I, I've been this all my life. My question would be to you, why are you a Baptist? Why are you a Catholic? Why are you non-denominational? Why, why are you those things? Because you haven't read it in the Bible. You haven't read it one time in the Bible. Is it because of your parents? Is it because of your grandparents? Is it because of your friends? Is it because you like the preacher? You like the singing? You like the church building? What is it? It ain't because you've seen it in the seed. If you're not a member of the church <laughs> that you can read about in the Bible, when our song leader come up to start singing, you ought to come up and say, today I'm going to get baptized in the church. And I'm going to be just a Christian. I don't want to be nothing else. I don't want to be a hybrid. I don't want to have a hyphen in between. I just want to be a Christian, and that's it. I want to be a member of the church that Jesus promised to build uh, with his blood. That's the one I want to be a. You can be a member of the church today. Nobody here this morning will have a single excuse when you leave this premise today, if you die and you are eternally lost, you have nobody but to blame but yourself. Can I say something to us this morning, we Christians? Let me tell you something. Don't you think that y'all going to get off scot-free when you got people every day around you and I'm not saying you got to take your Bible out and start teaching a Bible class, but you should be able to, number one, live like a Christian. You heard it before. Sometimes the only Bible they'll read will be you. Your job is to live like a Christian. And whenever you have the golden opportunity, which is every day God gives to you, to tell that person an encouraging word or correct that person spiritually in love, you ought to take advantage of your opportunity because it might be your last time. How can we enjoy ourselves going to glory knowing that our family members are lost? How can we enjoy ourselves going to glory knowing that our family or friends are lost? How can we, knowing or going to glory rather, knowing that our co-workers and neighbors are lost, how in the world can you and I enjoy heaven knowing that mama ain't there? How you going to enjoy heaven knowing that daddy ain't there? How you going to enjoy heaven knowing that brother ain't there? How you going to enjoy heaven knowing that sister ain't there? How you going to enjoy heaven knowing that you work with somebody 20, 30, 40, 50 years and you never mentioned them to him or him to them? How you going to stand before Jesus?
with a smile in your heart, knowing that you did not take the opportunity to share with those who are closest to you. I think one of the most saddest pictures I come to a close is the rich man and Lazarus. I think it's one of the most saddest pictures in the Bible when the rich man had every opportunity to feed Lazarus, <laughs> to feed Lazarus, and Lazarus laid at his gate. Maybe they had somebody down the street who had a gate like the rich man, but he wasn't lying at his gate. He was at that gate. Who's lying at your gate? Who's at your gate? Who's lying at your gate? And you know when they died, the Bible says they both died. One lifted his eyes up in hell, and the other one was in Abraham's bosom. I like that. I said I like it. You know why? Death is an equalizer. I don't care who you were on the earth. It don't matter who you were on the earth. When death comes, everybody is on the same plane. When that rich man died, he didn't have his fancy clothes. He didn't have his nice chariot Cadillac limousine. He didn't have orders that he can send out. Matter of fact, he tried that business with Abraham. He says, oh, there go Lazarus. Oh, there go Lazarus. Watch this here, y'all. You can see when you die. Oh, you better listen to this. You can see in the Hadean world. You can see afar off. There's a great ditch. You can't cross it. They can't come to you. You can't go to them. And the thing about it is you can see the people that you could have helped, but you didn't help them. God will allow you to just see them and wait up till judgment. And you know what he said, Brother Wilson? He said, why don't you send Lazarus? The same man that was at my gate that I could have helped. I had the means to help him, but I didn't help him. I passed by him every day in my golden chariot. I saw Lazarus, the dogs. I said, the dogs licked the sores of Lazarus. And the rich man passed him by. He said, Father Abraham. He said, won't you allow him to dip his finger in water to cool my tongue? Abraham said, son. <laughs> he said, he said, don't you remember when you were on the earth, you had good things? He says, now Lazarus is comforted. Abraham told him, in other words, uh-uh. You can't order nothing down here, partner. You dead. You had all that power while you were on the earth. You just didn't do well with what you had. Amen, somebody. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you got. Some folk have a little and some folk have a lot. God going to judge you. Based off what you got. Whoo. <laughs> what you got. Somebody say, I can't help him. I don't have a lot of money. What you got, man? What you got? What you got? And what you got, God going to judge you by what you have, not what you don't have. God is a just God. He's a fair God. And I'm pleading to you this morning. If you're not a member of the church, I want you to know. I want you to know, you're going to have to stand. You will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Somebody say, preacher, what I do? I'm so glad you asked. You hear the word. You believe the same. You repent of your sins. You confess Christ. And we'll baptize you today. You can leave out of here 
knowing that I got the right one, baby. That's what old Ray Charles said. You got the right one, baby, when you would drink that old Pepsi. Huh? Yeah, but Sister Vanessa, you had the wrong one, right, drinking all that sugar. Uh-huh. If that's your desire, I pray, God, you say today, I'm going to do what God want me to do. I want you to ask your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, whomever with you today, whether you're here or whether at home, say, look, what is it that's hindering you from being baptized? What is it? Let's talk about it. I'll walk with you to Jesus this morning. Come on and come. That's the day we stand and the day we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Jesus.